Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 183 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a public speaker, blogger, and technical writer. She has spoken at more than 40 conferences in three continents on a variety of topics. She is also a senior developer advocate for LaunchDarkly, and she specializes in creating entire documentation suites for new companies. So welcome to the podcast, Heidi Waterhouse. Thank you, Phil. So, Heidi, could you perhaps tell us a little bit why you got into public speaking, blogging, and and technical writing as well? So, I fell sideways into technical writing when I was at university. I got mononucleosis and had to go home for a semester. And the job I got when I was recovering was doing musical optical character recognition. So, like, we would scan a sheet of music and then use uh, an algorithm to sort out where the notes were supposed to be, all of which was pretty straightforward, but all optical character recognition has some pretty significant flaws. And so you still need a human to go look and make sure that you're getting something that makes sense. So I was doing that. And then I found myself writing the instructions on how to do that. And I loved it so much, just making clear what you're supposed to do and how to make the magic happen. That when I went back to university, I changed my degree to technical writing and took a whole bunch of technical writing courses and changed the the course of my career. And presumably that turned into the blogging as well and then the public speaking. Yes. Uh, So I went independent and started doing public speaking as part of basically my self-promotion. That was my, my loss leader for getting new clients was going to conferences and explaining to people why it was cheaper to hire a technical writer than pay an engineer to do something they didn't understand poorly, which was pretty compelling. I kept that going for a couple of years. I really only traded out when the healthcare situation in the U S got alarming. Right. But it turns out that I really love getting up in front of an audience and unpacking something that they all kind of know in a way that they hadn't thought about before. Yeah, so you give them a common starting point and then give them something different to think about. Right. So one of my talks starts with talking about the fact that every airplane you're on ever is broken in some way, but it hasn't exceeded its error budget, which is why sometimes your plane will get pulled out of commission for something that seems really stupid to you, like the latch on the uh, overhead bin isn't working because it's exceeded its error budget and there are rules about planes not flying when they're broken, you know. So some of us know parts of that, but very few of us have thought through all of the implications of that and what it means for us as IT professionals in how we sort of tackle the world. So Heidi, can you share maybe a top career tip with us, one that perhaps the audience doesn't know and should? I've been thinking about this for a bit, and I think my top career tip is there are no soft skills there are difficult skills that have to do with people. It is very easy for a lot of us to get sort of sucked into quantifiable skills where we're like, this is the right answer. 
the skills that will take us furthest in our career are the ability to relate to our coworkers and tell compelling stories about our value and understand why people make decisions that they make. Writing is one of them. So my kid is a rising junior in high school. He's like, I don't understand why I have to do four years of English. This just seems irrelevant to me. I want to do a STEM career. And I'm like, okay, kind of. But the ability to explain why you should get funding is an English thing. The ability to make a coherent argument about that. So I I always want to encourage people when they're in school and when they're thinking about continuing education that they think about how much more durable and resilient a skill like writing or public speaking is compared to another flash in the pan language that they could write in. Okay. Heidi, can you perhaps tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? I think my worst moment was I was in charge of putting out the Microsoft Security Bulletin, you know, the Patch Tuesday Bulletin? Yep. So somebody writes those, and they're the most boring writing I have ever done. (laughs) Right. Hands down. They're super dull because we don't want to be exciting. We're against exciting. But... uh something went wrong in the process and it was a holiday weekend and I just wanted to leave so I could go to the airport so I could go on vacation with my family and I couldn't get this thing to compile. And I ended up spontaneously inventing the whole concept of get bisect by myself. I'm like, fine. Does the first half compile? Does the second half compile? Okay. Second half is fine. This is the first half of the first half compile. No? Okay, the problem's in there. And like stepping through this whole thing, which is ridiculous, and uh, bisecting it until I found an error in the XML. Okay, so Heidi, can you share with us maybe your IT career highlight? I keep having them because I love standing on a stage and getting people to think about things in a way they haven't thought about it before. I love it when someone comes up to me after a talk and says, I didn't think that was a problem that I had the tools to solve, but I do. And then they can go off and tackle a problem that they were stumped on. So every time that happens, I just feel great because I'm like, yes, this is what I'm here for to make, to make it slightly less terrible for other people. Sure. And obviously given the number of talks or conferences you've done, do you find that something that happens regularly? Pretty regularly. Like some talks don't hit home. Like that's just always a thing that's going to happen. You never know how any one audience is going to react. And some talks are just bad. Like you can't know (laughs) until you give them. You're like, oh, that was actually not a great talk. But yeah, I'd say that I get this beautiful moment of connection probably at least once or twice a conference. Oh, that's pretty good. And does it vary in terms of where you do it, um, in terms of countries and culture? Yeah. So I just went to the lead developer in the UK, in London. I got yep. to stand on the Barbican stage with 1,300 people looking at me. <laughs> yes. And it was so great. And then people, like I can see from the Twitter stream, Fewer people came up to me in person. I think the English are a little shyer about buttonholing a speaker and talking to them. Yeah. 
but I got a lot of comments like sort of in email or in Twitter that show me that what I had said had made sense to them that had made an impact, but agile people, like people who are doing agile transformation, they will talk the hind leg off a donkey. They would love to talk to you about it. (laughs) Yes. It's not a career for the shy. No, not at all. No. So Heidi, can you tell us what excites you about the future of careers in IT? I think the future of careers in IT is, if we do it right, going to become more interesting because the whole point of IT is to automate away boring tasks. And we're really getting traction on that. And so we're going to be left with what one of my friends calls only interesting problems. Like you don't want to answer a support call for something that's not interesting. You want to answer support calls for things that haven't happened before. And so I think we are really making progress getting to only interesting problems. Yeah, so we're sort of automating away the mundane task and leaving us the more exciting things to investigate and and do. So uh, in the SRE book, we talk about toil and how what toil is, is things that are automatable, repeatable, have low business value, and basically we could get rid of them. And I think about that not just in terms of SRE and operations, but also in terms of like humans. How can we how can we make less toil? How can we automate the boring things so we can do the cool things? Yes, exactly. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Uh, I like living indoors and making money to eat food. Um, (laughs) So I was, I was an English major in university. I thought I was going to become an English professor and um, teach great literature. And then I realized that there was this whole world of people who were impressed by even the barest grasp of English. They're like, Oh, that's so impressive that you can, you know, word a thing and I'm like it's not really but okay and I I was like oh this is so interesting because 100% I love learning new things and 100% of my job is sitting in conferences learning things like who could ask for anything better than that I always get to know something new and sometimes I make fun of it but I'm always learning new things and it's so delightful And what is the best career advice you've ever received? The best career advice I've ever received, like ever, is a problem because like you need different advice at different uh, stages. Yes. But uh, if somebody has offered you a job, they want you to work for them. They are not indifferent to you. It is not going to hurt anything if you ask for more money. I wish I had internalized that sooner. Like... Because now they've, it's sort of like that you don't touch something in a store unless you mean to buy it because then you get attached to it. If they've gone through an entire interview process with you, they have already slotted you into the organization in their minds and they would like to not have to go through that process again. So you have a pretty strong bargaining position. So I wish I had realized that sooner. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? The worst career advice I ever received was probably... In one of those toxic jobs where somebody said, there's no point in doing more than you need to. 
I'm not saying you should kill yourself for a job. I think that's a really toxic thing. But I am saying sometimes the point is that you like doing more, that you're doing something interesting to you, that you're learning something. And so as long as you're getting something out of the extra in addition to your employers, I think that's great. Go ahead and do extra. Yep. That's a good point. Um, I think as well, if you if you do just do the minimum or, or what's required, you'll, you'll soon find it gets very mundane. Yeah. I think the thing I love about IT is that you always get to keep learning stuff because it keeps moving really quickly. Exactly. Yep. And if you were to begin your IT career again in today's world, what would you do? Uh, I think I would know about developer advocacy sooner because it's such an ideal fit for me particularly. It's the way it's implemented for me at my company. It, you know, it varies. But uh, what it is is the ability to go out and talk to people about their problems and help them find a solution without being a salesperson. So I'm like, tell me how your workflow is. Tell me how this is all going for you. I'm going to come sit with you. I'm going to come out to wherever you're working. You're going to tell me what's going on. And then I can take all of that back, all of those pain points back to my development team and say, hey, uh, we had never considered using the software this way. This is, in fact, kind of a weird, dumb way to use the software. But someone who pays us money is trying to do it. So let's see how we can make that work. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Well, I just got one of my yearly objectives, which was to get a um, major keynote. So I'll be keynoting Velocity Berlin. Right. When is that? November 4th through 8th, I think. Yeah. So you've got a few months to prepare. Yes. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. I'm like, yes, this is the thing that I wanted to have happen. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. And my other goals include things like mentoring and helping a certain number of people because success is, is no fun if you're not bringing other people along. Like the minute you climb up the ladder, you need to reach back down the ladder to help somebody else up, make the world bigger. Exactly, yes. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Oh, yeah, the ability to condense something down into its essentials. It's very easy for us to to think we understand something, but if you can't explain it to the proverbial five-year-old, you probably don't really understand it. Yep. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? Uh, <laughs> my current problem is trying to figure out how to de-energize my career a tiny bit so that I can see my <laughs> right. family. Um, but like a lot of what I do is remembering to be humble enough to keep learning from everything. Like I go to all sorts of talks that are not relevant to my software or my company because I want to understand how other people are giving talks or I want to understand things about upcoming technologies. Like I'm super interested in GraphQL. LaunchDarkly doesn't use GraphQL. It's not a thing that I'm dealing with, but I think it will be in you know, two or three more years, more of a standard. So if I keep my finger on the pulse now, I won't be so surprised. Yep. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? 
again, I'm working on that. Uh, <laughs> I do. I sew all of my own conference dresses. Oh. So that uh, they fit me perfectly and they are exactly what I want. And they have a pocket for the mic pack. Right. Yeah. Very handy. Yes. Because uh, many dresses don't have a sufficient pocket. So. Uh, Heidi, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Your career is not your job. If you are not getting what you need out of a particular job, save your career and leave. Don't let it dead end. Yeah. Because jobs come and go. The company is not your family. You are not irrevocably hurting your boss's feelings when you leave. That is all data that our parents are giving us from a different time that they lived in. Your company doesn't care about you. I mean, they do. But if, it, if push came to shove, if it was between you and money, the company is obligated to make the choice that makes them more money. Yes, that's true. Yep. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? So I have a blog which you can find at HeidiWaterhouse.com. I am an intermittent blogger, but it works out okay. Uh, the other thing that you can do is uh, follow me on Twitter. My handle is at WiredFerret. I post really often there, and I uh, do conference live streams. Where would we find those? On my Twitter. Oh, okay. Great. Just like when I'm at a conference, I will hashtag it and you can follow it. Fantastic. Heidi, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Yes, it's been great. Thanks, Phil. A quick thank you again to my guest on today's show for sharing their career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. Now that there are three new episodes of the show every week, make sure that you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss out. And don't forget to join the new IT Career Energizer Community Group in Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would be great to hear from you and to learn about your own career journey, your successes, opinions, and thoughts on the future of the industry. Thanks for supporting the show. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.